Hello and welcome to another episode of Camera Dads. I'm actually flying solo tonight, um, Simon, and uh, Phil can't be here, but we're forging on ahead without him um, just because we're kind of up against a time crunch. Tonight's episode, or today's episode, whenever you're listening to this, is a little different in that it's actually a gear review. And if you've been listening to Camera Dads, you know we don't usually do a lot of gear reviews, but every now and then if we get the opportunity, we like to do them. And because of the nature of this particular piece of gear, I we have to we have to do this podcast uh, tonight um, because I have to send this thing back. So tonight we're we slash I we're going to be talking about a lens from Sigma. And if you're not familiar with Sigma, they are a well they're a camera company, but their primary thing that they're known for is third party lenses. So if you get a Canon camera, you often get Canon lenses, Nikon, Nikon lenses, and so on. There's other companies, Sigma and Tamron are the two big ones, and they make third-party lenses. They make their own lenses for Canon, Nikon, Sony, Fuji cameras. And they have, uh, Sigma has been doing this for a long time, and uh, if you've ever used a Sigma lens, um, they're, they're great lenses. Uh, I've used a couple of them, and I've had no issues with them. I think they're really nice lenses. And since about 2012, 2013, um, Sigma's really had a, sort of a, a refocusing of their mission to step up their game in terms of lens quality, of optical quality. And a couple of years ago, they came out with a lens. It was the first in their line of art series lenses. And that that designation means that they're kind of superior optically. And they're a little the art lenses are a little more expensive, um, but you kind of get what you pay for in this regard. And their latest lens in this art series actually borrows some features from high-end cinema lenses. It's their 40 millimeter f1.4 art lens. I've got it right here, and it uh, is. See if I can get this in a little better light. There it is. It's attached to my Nikon D750, and it's got the lens hood on. I guess I'll take the lens hood off. If you're listening to this on the podcast, this is a sizable lens and it's really heavy too. The lens hood off. Um, I, I guess I'd say it's maybe six inches long. I'm not sure, but it's a huge front element. Look at that front element. I don't know. Uh, I think it's an 82 millimeter filter or thread size. It's a beast of a lens. And it, when you hold this lens, you just feel like you're holding a, a piece of quality glass. There's nothing cheap about this. It's it's all mechanical on the inside. There's no um, focus by wire. And what, that, what I mean by that is some lenses, when you turn the focusing ring, you're not actually directly focusing the lens. Uh, you're, you're telling a computer to focus the lens, and there's not a direct mechanical relationship between turning the focus ring and turning gears inside. That's not the case here. This is a really smooth uh, focusing lens, uh, whether it's autofocus or manual focus, um, it's just heavy as all get out. <laughs> it's kind of funny to hold it in your hand because it's so heavy. In fact, I have found that the best way to use this lens, and I've used it for a couple weeks now, um, the best way to use this is with a battery grip. So I'm going to stick this battery grip on my D750 here. Um, this effectively turns it into one of those um, big old square cameras that you might have seen. If, if you've ever been to a sporting event or something, you see someone with a big old square camera like this, uh, it's probably uh, either a regular camera with a battery grip or 
a high-end camera like a Canon 1DX or a Nikon D5, D4. And the, all this extra space at the bottom is for more batteries and uh, more controls too. So when I've got this on my camera with the battery grip, it's, um, it's a lot more stable because I can hold this with two hands nice and comfortably and, and uh, focus this lens or, or just use the lens in general without the front element or without the lens sort of tipping everything forward. So what is it about this lens um, that makes it interesting from a camera dad's perspective? Well, in some ways, it's not ideally suited for camera dads. I was, uh, I'm, I've been uh, borrowing this lens from Sigma. They loaned it to me to review it for a digital photography school. So I wrote a review, a review from that, and uh, or wrote a review. It's it's on DPS, and I'm also talking about here. Um, this is a it's it's a heavy beast of a lens, and the the optical performance of this thing is unreal. I mean, it is it is really something to behold. Um, it may be the sharpest lens I've ever used. And you might have heard other people on the internet talk about that, like use that same phrasing. And I'm not exaggerating. This thing is really, really sharp. And you know, as a camera dad, I'm used to normal lenses, like a kit lens or a 50 millimeter, 35 millimeter prime lens. These around like $200 lenses. I have some, some more expensive lenses, but I don't use those on a regular basis. Um, I, I'm not used to a lens like this, which is so big and heavy. And I got to be honest, it's really expensive. The list price for this is $1,300. Now, if you listen to our Fuji show, you know that the one, my favorite camera is my Fuji X100F, which is $1,300. That camera is the price of this lens, and, and you still need a camera to attach it to. So why would I talk about this this heavy, expensive, and largely impractical lens on a show called Camera Dads. Well, I want to give sort of a, a dad perspective on this lens and tell you what it's like to use this lens as just a, a dad who likes to take pictures of his kids. I mentioned the optical performance, and that's really the, the hallmark of this lens. It, you don't buy a lens like this because it's it's easy to take with you. Uh, you don't buy it because it's it's the most convenient piece of, of glass in your kit. It's not convenient at all. It's, it's huge and heavy. You buy it because it is so, so good optically. And I, I have shot a lot of lenses that have really wide apertures. I've never seen anything like this, where at, at f1.4, it is really, really sharp. Uh, I've got some sample photos I'm going to show you. Um, this, uh, this photo here is a photo I actually took just down the street from my house. And um, I'll go ahead and pull it up here. It's a, it's a photo of some trees. And it's early morning. I was biking to work. I had this camera. I had my, my D750 in this lens with me. And I pulled over to the side of the road because there's this pond and there's like fog rolling off the pond. And I, I thought, well, I'm, I'm just going to try this and see. It, there was not much light, so I, I shot wide open at f1.4. And normally on um, 50 millimeter lens, on 35 millimeter lens, you shoot a photo like this, and it's okay. Um, some things might be in, like, it's, it's going to be in focus, but it's not going to be sharp. 
this picture, when I looked at it in Lightroom, I could hardly believe my eyes. And I'm not just saying that. Um, I, I'm not getting paid to do this review. Um, I, I really mean that. This is such a sharp picture at f1.4, even at the edges. I mean, if you go, if you, if you were to zoom in on this photo, um, you would see that even at the edges, let me see if I can pull up a hundred percent zoom that I, that I did. Um, even at the edges, this is really sharp. So here's a, uh, crop, hundred percent crop from the very edge of the frame on this photo. And every branch, every little twig is just tack sharp. And that is at f1.4. Normally you'd see that kind of sharpness at f4. And you really have to stop down your lens to get the, the photons coming in and, and aligning properly to really get things sharp. And I've, I've shot with my 85 millimeter lens and I rarely shoot that at f1.8 because it's just not as sharp wide open. This lens is sharper at f1.4 than that 85 is at probably f2.8. Or I, like I'm not trying to exaggerate here. It's just, it's a really really sharp lens, and the the optical performance is just amazing. And so if you, it it as I mentioned, it's not a practical lens. It's not the kind of lens you just toss on your camera and and uh, take to the park with you. But if you want really really good optical performance from your camera. This lens, oh my goodness, um, I'm not going to say there's nothing else like it because there's probably something else like it, but it's un it's unreal what you can get out of this lens. And if then that's at 1.4. If you stop it down at f 1.8 or 2.8, I mean, it, it, it. I would say it just gets better, but there's not really anywhere for it to go. It's really, really good at basically all apertures. And so I took some shots of my kids. I'm not going to show them here because I don't like showing my kids' faces on on our public YouTube here. But I just had my kids just casually, like around the house or just out in the yard. I brought this lens out just to kind of test it and see what it was like, uh, see if it could handle keeping up with kids and and uh, what it would be like to to shoot my kids with such a crazy lens. And it <laughs> it was it was bonkers. Um, I I uh, shot a picture of my son just in the living room and focused on his eye at 1.4. And you have to get kind of close to your subject. Uh, not too close. I think the minimum focusing on this is like, I don't know, maybe 12 inches or something. I'm getting that wrong. Someone's going to correct me on that, but it's not a macro lens, but I did have to get close to my son to get him kind of in a classic portraiture, portraiture style where it's like mostly a headshot. And the, his eye, you could see every little detail. I mean, every eyelash, every hair on the eyebrows, the reflection on his eye, you could actually zoom in on the reflection of his eye and see me taking the photo in the reflection of his eye. And that was at f1.4. And I've just never really seen that performance on uh, at maximum aperture on, I don't want to say any lens, but it's just not that common. So it was really fun to play around with this lens from that perspective of just sort of having the a no compromise optical performance uh, from a lens like this. And props to Sigma. Um, they they really, um, whatever they did, whatever sort of secret sauce they did in the lab to cook this lens up, I mean, it, it just works. Um, I want to show you another example here of uh, background blur, which is something that um, a, a lot of parents like to do, get your kids in focus and then blur the background. Again, I don't want to show my kids 
Um, but I do want to show a picture of a, um, a statue that's downtown. This is uh, downtown where we live, and it's just a, a bronze statue. It's this dude with a scarf on, and I went down early morning and shot this. And if you look at the way the the lights behind this this statue are out of focus, I mean it's just gorgeous. You got these these yellow lights on the left, and there's th this the the rendition of the background elements of the out of focus elements. It's it's just smooth, and on the right hand side you've got these these reds and these greens from traffic lights and and car um, tail lights, and if I, I don't have a one-to-one -one example here, but if you were to zoom in on this, you would see it's there's none of that weird onions, uh, onion ring bokeh that you you see sometimes on other lenses where there's like concentric circles that make the bokeh and the, the, the particularly splashes of light in the background. It just makes them look, I, I don't know, a little weird. Uh, none of that here. It's just buttery smooth. And in that regard, and from that perspective, this... I'm not going to say it's like the ideal portrait lens ever because the 40 millimeter focal length is a little weird. Um, it, it's a little weird to get used to. But if you want to take some super artsy photos of your kids, this lens, um, it's it'll get the job done. It'll make it'll make your photos look like a um, like your your um, what's the phrase like um, batting way out of your league. <laughs> At least that's what I felt. I've as I'm do, um, taking pictures with this lens, I felt like. Well, I I shouldn't be using a lens like this because I I'm not that good of a photographer. <laughs> I, I, I should have a cheaper lens. Let me show you another photo here of um, my kids. You can't see their faces, but this is at a horse show, and I took this lens kind of just to test it out. And again, I want to reiterate, it's not the greatest in terms of just walking around. So if you're a, if you're a dad or a parent, I. It's called camera dads, but it's really camera parents. If you just want a nice walk around lens that you can take with you, I don't think this is it because it's so heavy and cumbersome. Optically, we, I mean, it's amazing, but the trade-off is you, you have this huge lens that you have to basically lug around with you. And if you want to do that, then by all means, go for it. But yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's a subjective argument. Is it worth the trade-off? Is it worth the thirteen hundred dollars? Is it worth the the heft of this lens to get this optical performance, or is it better just to spend a tenth of the of what this lens costs on something like the? If you shoot Canon, they have the forty millimeter Pancake uh, f two point eight lens. It's a good lens and it's super super tiny. And you put that thing in your camera, and suddenly you can take photos in low light situations. You have this amazing walk around lens. Is that should you get that lens instead of this lens? I don't know. Uh, they they both have their uses. But this picture here of my kids at, at a horse show, and my my uh, eldest son is is kind of reaching up to pet this horse. What I want to point out about this photo is that the the horse is as you would expect absolutely tack sharp and the because i shot this at f1.4 you get this really cool foreground background going on so my the horse's eye every little eyelash is just amazingly sharp then the foreground you have this gentleman who's got a, a, a vest and a plaid shirt and his his arm of his plaid shirt is it's beautifully out of focus and it's only maybe a foot and a half two feet in front of the horse probably about two feet and then the background is all blurred out too. 
And so you have this really nice separation between the foreground and, and the, the subject and the, the foreground and the background elements. And it, it makes um, just a really ordinary scene look so much more than what it actually was, which it, it was just my kids wandering around at this horse show, petting horses um, that were doing uh, horse show stuff. You can tell I'm not an equestrian type of person. But it was just a really ordinary scene, and it kind of elevates it to a different level because the, of the optical performance of this lens. And so from a, a parent perspective, yes, it's expensive. Yes, it's heavy. Um, yes, it's, um, it's gonna, there's a lot of trade-offs. But when you can take pictures like this at f1.4, uh, so basically in any lighting condition, you can take uh, these beautiful photos. And when you can get photos that look like this, where the, the foreground and background are just beautifully rendered out of focus, attack sharp at all apertures it's pretty cool i would actually i'd recommend renting this lens i don't know what it would cost to rent probably like 80 bucks 100 bucks to rent it for a week i think it would be fun if you have an event like a family reunion or um uh i don't know a birthday party would be worth it but if you have some sort of a family event and you just want to elevate your photos to a whole different level just for the, the, a short amount of time, I think it'd be worth renting this lens and using it for a day or two beforehand, bring it to the event and just blowing the socks off yourself and others with how good the performance is, how, how good the photos are in this lens. Yeah, you could get, um, you could use a, a, a a kit lens or a, a cheaper prime lens. You could even use portrait mode on your phone. We're way beyond portrait mode at this point. Um, th this is uh, stuff that the portrait mode on your phone could only dream of. And it's really fun to play with a lens like this and to have performance like this. Let me show you another example of what this lens does. So here I've got a magnolia flower. And this is a shot, um, I think it was early morning. I think it was about seven o'clock in the morning. No, about 7.30. And you can see this flower. It, a couple things about this. First of all, there's a, a wide field of view. It's 40 millimeters. So even when you get close to your subject, your subject like this, in case a, in this case a flower, is not going to fill the frame like it would on an 85 or something like that. So I'm decently close to my subject, but there's still a lot else going on, which adds a nice sense of context. But because the aperture is so big, you can blow out of everything else. And so you have in the center of the frame this purple magnolia flower, and it's just sharp as a tack. And it's f1.4, and, and despite that, it's just, I mean, it's so sharp you could cut yourself on it. And everything else is just totally blown out. It's totally out of focus. And it's almost too much at this point. And that I guess that's one one of the caution uh, cautions I would say about using a lens like this is you don't want to always shoot at 1.4. Uh, just because you have it doesn't mean you should use it all the time because you might end up um, missing focus uh, just the slightest bit forward or backward uh, and, and your subject's going to be out of focus. But it, it's fun to play around. So this is f1.4. Here's the photo at f2.8. Look at that. It's a huge difference. I mean, it's, a, it's an almost entirely different photo. And... This is what you would get if you shot this photo on, um, on like that 40 millimeter pancake lens that I mentioned for Canon. If you shot this on a kit lens at 40 millimeters, you'd probably looking at f 3.5 uh, 
uh, or probably F4 at that point, I'm sorry. Um, you're just not going to get a photo that looks anywhere at all the same as an f1.4 lens. And that's what I mean. It, it's, it's a fun lens to play around with. Um, I, I, is it worth the price? I don't know. I, I'll just say I don't plan on buying one. Um, if someone gave me one, yeah, I would use it all the time. At least I hope I would. Um, I think I would rather use that $1,300 on um, software or education classes or maybe a uh, uh, two or three other lenses that can do other things. I, I think this lens is is kind of the um, it. What's that show? Parks and Recreation. The uh, um, Tom Haverford has the saying where he's like, "Treat yourself. Do something special for yourself." This is a pretty big lens to be treating yourself on, but it is something that if you if you can use it, if you get the chance to rent it or or um, otherwise just use it for. A shorter period of time instead of buying it it's really fun to play around with and it's the the kind of lens that as a as a parent you know if you could rent it take some photos of your kids um once a year and then return it and then rent it again next year it i i'm not gonna say it's worth it because i don't know but it'd be really fun to do that let me show you a couple more photos here um this is from the the horse show and this is um to kind of demonstrate the autofocus Autofocus is important on a lens like this because it has to be able to keep up with whatever you're doing. It's not the fastest focusing lens, and it's not really designed to be the fastest focusing lens. So here you can see this, this uh, college student, she's riding this horse. It's a trot. Um, they're not racing across. They're kind of warming them up for the event at this point. And it's, it, the lens was able to keep up pretty well. I shot this at 1.4, and you can see the background is is totally uh, well. It's not totally blown out like on some of the other photos, but it's really nice and blurry. And you do, you just can't get that. You can't get a subject this big in the frame and still get the background blown out unless you have a lens like this that shoots at f 1.4, or if you stand way far back and zoom way in. But here, I was only I don't know 15 feet from this horse and rider and I was able to get the entire horse and rider in the frame and all the background is just nice and blurry. It's It's got that separation where you look at it and right away you, you focus right on the horse and the rider, not on the background. And the autofocus was was able to keep up in this regard. Um, it Did it keep up with my kids running around? Not exactly. Um, not like a, a another lens might. Um, so you wouldn't get this lens for shooting sports. I mean, it's 40 millimeters, so you, it wouldn't be great for sports anyway because it's just not that zoomed in. Um, but uh, you, you have decent autofocus, and I would say it's not – it wasn't surprising, but it wasn't disappointing either. I, I would say it's perfectly competent. The autofocus on this lens is not going to win any awards, but you're not going to feel let down most of the time by the autofocus either. And that's something to pay attention to as uh, – as a, a parent who is interested in in this lens or any lenses. I also want to talk a little bit about the 40 millimeter focal length and then uh, show you one more photo and then kind of wrap this up. So 40 millimeters is an odd focal length. My favorite camera is the Fuji X100F and I like it because it shoots at a 35 millimeter focal length. It's actually 23 millimeters on a crop sensor, which equates to about 35 millimeters. It's a, 35 is a really nice focal length for just general purpose. 
Um, it's great for shots of my kids. I, in our review of it, we said it was possibly the ideal dad camera because it's so small and you, you get an F 2.0 lens and it's a 35 mil equivalent. And it's, it's just great for the kind of everyday shooting that you find yourself doing as a parent. And I take that little camera with me everywhere. 40 millimeters might not seem like a big difference between 35 and 40, but I found it to be noticeable. And just that, that little shift from 35 to 40 made this lens less practical for me as a parent. Um, not as much as going from 35 to 50, but yeah, it, it was a little annoying. Um, I, I did find myself having to scoot back a little farther than I was used to. And if you pair this lens with a crop sensor camera, you're looking at about a, about a 65 mil equivalent, and that's pretty tight. You're going to get a lot of head shots, um, a lot of head and torsos of your kids, but you're not going to get full body shots unless you're like way on the other side of the room or you're outside. So the 40 mil focal length is, it's just not, it's good for artistic shots. Um, it's not a great general purpose walk around lens because of the 40 mil focal length. Um, if you're into street photography, I think this would be awesome. Um, you're not going to fit quite as much in the frame, but you knowing that you could shoot at any aperture you want and you got plenty of room to work with, it works great in all lighting conditions. I never had an issue with like purple or green fringing at the edges, even at wide apertures. Um, if you're if if you're into stuff like that, then this is a fantastic lens to use. If you have littler kids and you're not so much into street photography, but you just want nice photos of your kids. I think this lens might be not quite ideal because of the 40 mil focal length. So I, I go back to that statement about you should maybe rent it as a way to kind of treat yourself to a really fun, really cool high-end lens to use. Let me show you one more photo and then we'll, we'll close this down here. This is a photo of some, I believe it's magnolia flowers, I'm not sure, so correct me please. And this is uh, right outside my building at work. I brought this lens to work and it was just, I had no intention of shooting any specific photos with it, but I saw this scene and in the background you can see the sun just coming up and I shot these flowers at f1.4. Uh, I think it was a one fifteen hundredth of a second. ISO 100, which is another nice thing about having the 1.4 aperture, you can, lose, you can use really low ISO values because it lets in so much light. And this photo is so sharp. It's kind of like I couldn't quite believe it. If you were to zoom in on this photo, um, and I wonder if I have a zoomed in version. I might. Yeah, okay, so here's a zoomed in version. Here's the a zoomed in um, uh, just off of center on this photo, and you can see every little, uh, I don't know, fuzzy, whatever you call it, like this. It's a flower bud, and it's like covered in these tiny little pieces, like fuzzy peach fuzz hairs, whatever. Um, they're just so sharp despite the fact that the sun is look like this is directly into the sun. I'm taking this photo literally looking straight into the sun. Now granted it's early morning, but even with that, the photo is so sharp optically and you don't have any weird artifacts. If you look at the zoomed in photo, you don't have like weird chromatic aberrations and these weird like purple green fringes that often happen. This is at 1.4. And I show this as an illustration of the, the caliber of lens this is. If you look at the background, it's just completely disappeared. Uh, it's all blurry, uh, blurred out. 
and it's it this photo to me illustrates how much fun this lens is to use so if i were to sum up this lens this sigma 40 millimeter f 1.4 art lens i'm going to take the battery grip off this camera here to show it one more time if i were to sum up this lens i would i would say should you buy it mm, maybe not is it an awesome lens yeah <laughs> for sure uh, is it worth thirteen hundred dollars if you really want like the best optical performance um, with no real compromises yeah this is an awesome lens if you get like a bonus from work um, or I don't know somehow you just happen to come across thirteen hundred dollars and you really want to spend it on something sure get this lens I'd recommend renting it though and just doing uh, renting it for something fun something out of the ordinary just to play around with that will really take your photos to a whole different level in a way that you might be surprised at but for casual users no I, I think it's too much it's overkill um, I, I think there's other things you could spend your money on and this lens isn't really designed for just casual shooters it's it's designed for people who don't mind lugging it whatever this weighs I think it's 1300 grams it's a heavy lens um, lugging that around and, and uh, dealing with the compromises because you're for the people that this lens is designed for it is um, the people with just no compromises optically one footnote though um, this lens is also from what I understand really well suited for video the 40 mil focal length is a good one for video uh, you can fit a lot of stuff in the frame um, your subject is going to be tack sharp if uh, it just don't move around much if you're shooting at 1.4 um, but the I, I don't do video on my DSLR I, I rarely shoot video when I do it's little short clips of my kids and it's on my Fuji, not my DSLR, because Fuji Focus is better in my view. So I can't really comment on the video. I can say spec-wise, yeah, this lens apparently is really good with video, and it seems like it would be really good video. So if you are a video shooter, yeah, I think this lens would be really good. But is it good for video with kids? I don't know, because it's designed for DSLRs. And most DSL, well, if you got a Canon, um, they do better live view shooting. So it, it might be interesting to do video with this on a Canon camera. Nikon, not so much. Um, I don't know if they make a Sony version. If they do, it probably works really well on Sony. But I think this is probably overkill for video as well. Despite the fact that it's really good for video, it's probably too much for most casual users. Just like me, I, I wouldn't use this lens for video, uh, partially because it weighs so much. You need a tripod to set this thing on, and, and then it's like, what's the point? Your kids are already out of here they're, they're down the street or something so um, bottom line if I were to give this lens a rating as I did in my review for DPS five out of five I mean there's no question um, um, I apparently it's even weather sealed I didn't test that because it was a loner but uh, this lens is uh, I honestly don't know what I would complain about if I had something to complain about it's even silent you can't even hear it focus and the autofocus is really fast um, it doesn't quite keep up with some of like the like my 70 to 200 f 2.8 that lens it will autofocus uh, in an instant and lock focus and and uh, no issues there this lens is not that um, so five out of five um, there's nothing really to complain about and you'd have to really search hard for something to complain about but would I recommend it for parents 
Not really. Get yourself a 40 mil pancake lens. Get yourself a 35. Uh, uh, if you're a Nikon shooter, get a 35 1.8. Um, even even just use a kit lens. And if your goal is to get nice photos of your kids, one of those will be just fine. This lens, rent it for something to try. Rent it for an event and uh, play with it for a day first before the event so you know kind of how to use it. And for that limited time, um, think of it as a way to treat yourself to a, just a phenomenal lens. And then send it back and use what use the rest of your gear and, and enjoy it. But know that you were able to have a really fun shooting experience with a really cool lens. So that's my review of the Sigma F1.4 uh, Sigma 40 mil F1.4 art lens. Thank you so much. I we always uh, Phil and I we love to hear from you. If you have thoughts on this lens, questions about the lens. Um, let us know, leave comments, uh, whether it's on our blog or on YouTube or just email us. If you have any questions, comments, we always love to hear from you. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time.